Hello, I'm Marcus Morquet, and you're listening to the Churchill Fellowship Interviews, a series of recordings from my 2018 adventure traveling across the USA researching makerspaces and digital technology in schools. So um, we're, we've just sort of at our five-year mark right now as an organization. And when we started in 2012, um, there, there was, maker education was kind of a new concept for a lot of people. It was a much smaller field. So um, we saw our mission, our goal, as to do everything we could to get more making in more spaces, wherever, however we could do that. So we did many different things. Um, we built a resource library that's online. We've done. We've run four different programs. We've maybe five. We've um, worked on a research project around uh, digital portfolios as a different way to assess and document and reflect upon uh, the, the process of learning. Um, and we're now at a place where we can really say. We're now in a, in a field that has a lot of, of organizations and a lot of individuals doing amazing work, and so we don't have to do everything. So we're able to step back now. This is a moment where we are stepping back and saying, what, what are we best positioned to do to really turn this into a movement and not just uh, isolated something Ooh, that happens? I like the yes. talk, the movement. Um, yeah, so definitely we're thinking on that kind of a scale. Like what, what needs to happen for maker education or this kind of approach, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that is is really youth-centered and about dispositions and critical thinking and problem-solving and um, really involvement in the world and seeing uh, students seeing themselves in the world as actors and agents. Um, <clears throat> what is it that needs to happen for that to become instituted in every educa- educational space everywhere, um, not just in isolated pockets? I read somewhere you said that... Uh the maker culture and the whole concept behind it has a capacity to revolutionise education in this country. Is that how do you, is that true? Do you feel that way? I do feel that way. Why do you feel that way? <laughs> well, I feel that way because um, I think that really turning learning over to kids is is what we need to be doing um, to to shift our educational practices so that kids are the problem solvers and the change makers of tomorrow, um, which obviously they will be. But we want to really prepare them for that um, in different ways than we've done in the past. And I think that maker education is a really concrete way to do that. Um, it doesn't always have to be through maker education that we um, turn learning over to kids. But I think, you know, seeing a student use a tool that sometimes we might think is a little bit dangerous for them yeah. um, uh, really helps to convince ourselves that this is something that our kids can do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at my school that I worked at until recently, seeing students who were five years old using saws and hammers and drills um, is something that I think our visitors would often say really helped them to, to shift their mindset about what five-year-olds are capable of doing. Now, you mentioned your old school, Lighthouse, Lighthouse yeah. Community School. Is it, uh, in the, when you were there, was there something, was there a time or a project which you thought, my gosh, this kid has come up with something quite amazing. Okay, have you, is there one sort of one moment that you've witnessed that you thought, God, do you want to share what the project was and perhaps talk about it? Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of our projects are really uh, pretty collaborative. So I think um, the project that strikes me when you ask that question is in our middle school, um, the students study gun violence. Um, and so they do a whole bunch of different projects around that, that topic. They, um, you know, they write stories. And so like a pair of kids will write a chapter in a story and then a a larger group of kids has to actually get together to figure out what the whole arc of the story is. Um, 
And I see that also as a, you know, they're designing an experience for the reader, and so there is um, some of the same maker mindsets embedded in that. Uh, they also went out in the community and uh, collected data from folks about how gun violence has impacted different people in different areas of Oakland. Yeah. Um, and then they used technology, in this case LEDs, and learning to solder and create circuits to represent that data. So that when you wondered, like, what's the difference between men and women, you could push a button and different numbers of LEDs would light up. Um, or you could look at, like, the regions of Oakland or different things like that to see how gun violence has impacted people throughout the, uh, throughout the city. How do you see your job and, I guess, this organization going forward, say, in five years from now? Um, I, well, I think that what we hope to see as an organization um, to build on what I was saying earlier, it's not just that like maker education is happening in particular schools or in particular places, but that we're really seeing it um, in a whole ecosystem in regions all over the country, all over the world, um, so that it's, um, for instance, you know, it may be schools that are doing it at the district level, so every school is doing making integrated into all of their classrooms, all of their learning, um, but the, it's not just in the classroom, it's also perhaps in the libraries and mm -hmm. the museums and the after-school programs and that businesses are involved in supporting this work and these kids um, and industry is interested and you know that it's a whole ecosystem that's being built rather than just um, a, a special experience uh, for certain kids or certain groups. Jackie, thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you. It's been great to be here, and I've loved, yes. loved the experience of uh, talking to yourself and Aaron and actually learning so much. Yes. And uh, one thing I want to comment, I, I mm. really appreciate the way your website and everything about your organisation is sharing. So mm -hmm. it's not hard to actually gain resources from anywhere in the world and understanding about what MakerEd is all about, and that playbook is uh, quite sensational as well too. So mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of folks, if you're listening, and just that's you want to get onto this MakerEd website, makered.org. That's correct. Get on there and there's all these resources and these amazing people working that you should definitely be tapping into. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jackie. Thank you, you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Churchill Fellowship Interviews. You can find the complete series at radiocarum.org.